everyone, welcome to the Jcast Network. I'm your host, Aron Herman. We're here at the sixth annual Manischewitz Cook-Off at the JCC in Manhattan. Let's take a closer look. Manischewitz has been around for years. 124 and years to be precise. That's a long time. How do you look to the, like, the, the future to create these innovative types of products? Obviously, like you have your, your, your recipes, which have been proven time and time again. But what is, how do you focus on the future? Well, very simple. I mean, what we try to do is bring to the kosher food business a completely different, you know, uh, um, per, uh, perimeter. We try to bring the kosher food into the next century and showing to everybody that kosher food is a great tasting food and we bring a culinary touch to it by bringing, you know, exciting new products like, you know, red velvet cake, like Mediterranean gefilte fish or Mediterranean matzah and really go to the next level and not have, you know, typical Passover food, for example, be fairly boring, you know, like uh, when I was growing up. Uh, uh, so we really try to go to the next level and, and, and we have tried to reinvent completely the company into the comfort food business, into the health and wellness food business and into the Mediterranean food business. And did anything surprise you from the, the finalists? Oh no, because you know we, we, we try the way we try to choose you know to choose the finalist the finalist is based on the creativity of their food and how great it tastes. And to be very candid with you, I mean you have you know uh, five contestants here that have been selected out of thousands, and they are you know from various horizons and they are from various you know uh, um, uh, con uh, cities you know around, and 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 ba and basically you know they are from you know various type of. Uh, 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 background. Some are Jewish, some are not Jewish, but they're all very creative and they're all cooking with kosher, kosher ingredients and making great kosher products thanks to Manischewitz. And how did you pick them? Well, they get selected among several thousand that, that you know, basically apply for the contest. So it's a, it's, a whole, it's a whole process with judges and everything else. And finally today, the five are going to be judged by, you know, five very, by, by several uh, uh, panelists, you know, of, uh, including in their three major chefs like Claire Robinson from the Food Network. Uh, well, the, it's potato gnocchi with a mascarpone horseradish sauce, and um, it's really just taking potatoes, egg yolks, and flour and creating a very supple dough and forming it into little pillows, little dumpling pillows of these gnocchis, and I boil them in the vegetable, vegetarian vegetable broth. Um, I wanted to do something different with them. Uh, gnocchi are often served with, you know, like a tomato sauce or fresh vegetables, and that's wonderful and delicious, but I wanted something that would be different, a little more adventurous, something to sort of wake up your senses. So I thought uh, mascarpone is this luxurious and very decadent cheese, and uh, if I married it with some horseradish, which sort of wakes your palate up, and then just a little bit of crunch with some soup mandels and some fresh parsley to brighten the flavor. That's what I created. Tell us what you created today. Um, the recipe is called Torta Vegetale. It's a combination of nine ingredients. It starts with a latke base, which is actually the crust. Then I put caramelized, then I put red quinoa on there, but you can pretty much use any quinoa, but red is a nice color. Caramelized onions. Then I take some frozen, simple frozen vegetables, a couple of pounds worth, mixed with a cup of um, bow tie noodles and some sauce that has more latke mix in it. Put it on layered on that. Cheese, pop it in the oven. If you want to make it quick, you make your oven as hot as it can go, 550 if possible. That'll take 15 to 20 minutes or regular 400 degrees for about 
40 to 50 minutes. The key is after it comes out, let the thing sit for 10 to 20 minutes. Um, if you have the time, which obviously, which is why I put the oven up so high. And cut, throw some sauce on it, and you're good. Well, this recipe uh, combines two of our family traditions. So one of those is the older tradition. My grandmother used to make matzo ball soup, chicken soup with matzo balls, every Friday night dinner for Shabbat dinner. And so when she got a little older, my mom started taking over to make the soup, and I started making the matzo balls. So I knew if I was in a managed habits competition, I had to do matzo balls. It's crispy braised chicken thighs with dried cherries and fennel over Manischewitz egg noodles. So I crisp up the chicken in the pan and then put it in the oven with Manischewitz low sodium chicken broth and just let it do its magic for about 30 minutes and then serve it over the noodles. So it's a great, easy, fun, delicious dish. Uh, the name of my recipe is chicken puff sandwiches. I started with the idea of using puff pastry dough, which I had just started working with. And I thought, well, what can I do with this? And it had to be with Manischewitz broth. So I thickened it up with Manischewitz, um, the potato starch, and I added honey mustard and uh, Manischewitz clover honey, and chicken and pecans, and it has a little cabbage inside, and folded over in a triangle shape with egg wash on top. I'm really happy with how it came out. Today was my best product that I've made of the dish. I'm glad I practiced many times. So whenever you're a judge in competitions, you never know what to expect. Um, what, why did you get involved and what did it surprise you about the dishes? Well, first of all, it's so much fun. These competitions are so feel-good. It's my third year at the Manischewitz, the Mano, Manischewitz, whatever the official term is, cook-off. And it's, it's so much fun, so I love to be part of it. You're always nervous that you're going to get something edible. So, actually, this year, the dishes were the best for the past three years that I've been involved. They were wonderful, and we actually had a tough time deciding. So, that's always a good sign. Tell us a little bit about how you decided. Um, we think about what we would want to make for our own families, what's easily to, what has something great, something new, something different, but that's familiar and comfortable and easy to recreate in the home kitchen. And Pesach is upon us. Is there any special dishes for yourself that you like preparing? Um, my, I have a rule about Pesach. I only make things on Pesach that I would eat year-round, okay? I don't like messing around with those pseudo-wannabe Pesach chocolate chip cookies. So I make the dishes that I make all year round that are intrinsically kosher to Pesach, and then my husband gets to eat a macaroon here or there because he likes those. Whenever you um, go through different types of food, sometimes like tastes change from 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 when when you start to when you finish. Did anything surprise you as you were you know going through this uh, competition? You know, I was very impressed with the development of flavor. I felt like each dish just got better and better. Um, and particularly when we chose our winner, um, you know, in your mind you kind of have a tasteful idea of what you think matzo ball soup is going to taste like. And then when you took that first spoonful, you were blown away by the development of flavors. I think by, by um, putting his vegetables in the oven and really developing flavor and broiling them, and the texture of his matzo ball was amazing. And with each bite, it actually got more and more flavorful and more delicious. So, but uh, hey, he deserved to win, you know? <laughs> and is there any special, special recipes that you recommend for pie sauce? Um, well, let's see. I, I would actually recommend probably trying his matzo ball soup recipe. Um, I think it would be a great way to infuse a little bit of flavor uh, onto your Passover table. Um, I, my taste tends to lean a little bit more toward the exotic, and I love uh, 
a more Sephardic kind of Passover table. Um, and I've enjoyed a flourless pistachio cake as well as some flourless almond cakes um, on my Passover table. So that would be something that I'm looking forward to, to making. <laughs> Being a judge in a competition like this, you know, you, you're tasting so many different types of food. What goes through like your process uh, and getting like you know there's intricacies from taste right. to texture to the presentation like how do you prepare for the role? It's really tough. I have to say people always say the cliche. It's like oh it's so tough being a judge. No, it actually really is because as a as a a trained culinary person, personality, I guess. You know, chef to me means you are cooking daily in and out in a restaurant. I would call myself more of a cook. Um, I come in to judge other cooks. And just because I have a formal education and training and experience doesn't mean that my palate is any better than anybody else's. It just means I have a lot of experience in food. Um, I'm trying to look at their recipes, the way I prepare is to think about what the audience wants. What does the general audience want? Like, do they want a recipe that's really complicated? Do they want a recipe that's easy but tasty? And I think that's usually always the goal. So I'm always looking at the ease and difficult um, side of the recipe. Is it, e is it easy to, to redo? I can guarantee you some, some not great cooks have made one great dish. Does that mean they're a great cook or did they luck out? The hardest thing is can you recreate it? And that's what's really great about this contest. You know, people have to write the recipe, send it in, they have to create it there, we have to be able to recreate it, and then they have to be able to recreate it for us. So it's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it. You know, it's making sure that that recipe can equate to being sent out and can everybody make it? Will everybody get the same result? And that's hard to ask of any home cook to all of a sudden, hey, learn how to write recipes and be able to make sure everybody can do that. You know, it's a difficult thing to ask of people, but um, we don't judge against each other because yes, there were so many different dishes today that you can't judge them against the other dishes. You have to judge the dish for itself on the same points of uh, the presentation, the ease of the, the dish, the taste of the dish. Um, those are the important factors that we're looking at and we judge those dishes on a one to ten scale um, while we're eating them and then you move on to the next dish. So it's, and then that, that's gone. So it's not like you judge against each other and that's what keeps it fair and keeps the, the level of recipe that's changing throughout the competition. And as we're tasting dishes and we're going from matzo ball soup to, you know, literally this like crazy layered, there's quinoa and, and, and cheese and like eggplant. It was just this amazing dish. But you're bouncing around from all these different flavors that are unique and creative to maybe more classics that you recognize and it's hard you can't judge those against each other because it's not apples to apples so it's it's recipe on on the same basis that you know that's how we're judging them and what stood out about the winner what stood out about the winner and I think this is what I was really excited about today he took a classic dish that you find in many homes um, or everybody has their favorite right like your aunts your moms your grandmothers somebody makes an amazing matzo ball soup that you love and you like it that way it's one of the hardest things I think as a cook to be able to take a dish like that that everybody does have it the way they want it and be able to recreate it and make everybody there be wowed 
because you're having to answer to everybody's favorite that's already in their mind and they're all different. He reinvented it enough that he didn't make me miss or want what my mom made. He made me want what he made and it was a vegetarian version. Let me say it again. It was a vegetarian version. It was um, healthy. I loved that. That's what we all loved. It was easy, but with enough know-how, culinary know-how required, that it made it um, interesting. You know that we that we were we liked that it was going to push people just a little bit, but not make it impossible. So I think all those points are what made it really exceptional. His matzo balls too. I have to say, because there's the the argument: right. Do you like him a little lighter? Do you right. like him a little heavier? Fluffier. Yeah. Right. He kind of answered to everybody, you know. Um, I thought he'd use some interesting techniques in there that are great, to, that are easy, people can recreate it. But the fact that it was vegetable, I didn't miss it. I didn't miss any of the other flavor. It was healthy. I didn't miss the anything else. Like I, if you, you know, right. it's like one of those that you don't have to tell me that it's healthy. You don't have to tell me it's vegetarian. You don't have to tell me it's kosher because I like it anyway. Right. And then it happens to be all those things too. So it's great. How does it feel to win? It feels so great to win. I'm so excited. Such an honor. It's just a thrill. So great to win. And you know, you spoke earlier about you know the, the innovation right. in your in your cooking, yeah. but the simplicity as well. And why do you think it's important to be simple uh, but effective in the kitchen? Well, you know, not everyone is a gourmet chef, but everyone wants something that tastes great and has that kind of gourmet style to it. So I try to come up with things that are easy to make, but still have that little kick to it. So for this, it was the cumin, the mod aspect of the matzo ball soup. And I think it's a great way to have uh, home chefs make something that tastes great too. And how are you going to celebrate? <laughs> well, tonight I have class. <laughs> But it's going to be so fun uh, on campus. Everyone knows about it. I was in the voting portion of the contest, so everyone knows about my matzo balls. I'll be making it on campus in a couple of weeks. So it's going to be so much fun to be with my friends. And at home, I'm sure when I go back home with the appliances and everything, the big trophy, it's a lot of fun. And you need a big mantle. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not keeping this in my dorm room. But yeah, we'll find a good place for it at home, yeah. And what are you hoping this... Like this, by winning this, what are you hoping? What's your next uh, venture? Well, I think it will be really exciting to join the Manischewitz family in a way. I've always seen Manischewitz as a brand that's, you know, part of my family. We've always used Manischewitz products when I was growing up. So it'll be nice to be part of the family for real now. As you can see, the sixth annual Manischewitz Cook-Off was a huge success, bringing cooking and innovation to the forefront. This is Howard Herman, and thank you for watching.